Well, hello, Joy Starter. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Hope this finds you well. If you hear the hum of a car in the background, it's because I'm traveling. And one of the things that I've been told by a lot of people is one of the aspects of this podcast that people love is the fact that it's behind the scenes. It's, hey, you may see something on Instagram. You may see the video from the talk. You may see this about the movement, but it's behind the scenes. It is the the real life story behind the story. And so as I shared last week, I was in Wetumpka, um, Faith, Trust, and Meteor Dust. If you have not checked out Wetumpka, if you don't know about the HGTV takeover, if you don't know about Big Fish being filmed there, if you don't know about a meteor landing there millions ago, millions of years ago, you got to go check it out. It is the cutest little town. Go check out again, Hometown Makeover on HGTV. I was learning a lot about it, considering the fact that this small town in Alabama where I spoke at at a women's conference, shout out to the Chamber of Commerce and um, also to the high school for having me in, but that this town was boarded up downtown. The shops weren't there. They rerouted a, a highway around the town and it basically killed the town, which has happened to so many towns. And they had the good fortune of having something filmed there and then having HGTV take over, do a show there. But there are ways you can revitalize. There are things you can do if you're in a town that is experiencing the same thing. And I would tell you to pick up the phone and call Shelly at the Chamber of Commerce because she's got great ideas. Andrew, their whole team, Janice, just I love everybody there. It was amazing. But today, today, Joy Starter, today I am driving on Highway 304. I think that's the highway. I am driving home. It's dusk. Let me paint the picture for you. I've been told that I'm a great storyteller. And so let me paint the picture for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's dusk. And I'm driving home from a Marion Correctional Facility where I just told and spoke to 202 men in a prison ministry. And I told them that God wasn't done with them yet. And that if they still had breath in their lungs, that they could write their story. They could apologize. They could own it. They could make it right. If they have children, 10 generations forward, they can affect generational change in their family. They can talk to you and, and, and explain to their families, not at all excusing what they did, taking full responsibility for what they did and also serving time for it, but also they can share, they can share, they can share, they can share who they were and what happened to them as a young person and why they were broken and committed those those crimes in the first place. And um, it was powerful. It was powerful. And so I was invited in. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Pat Avery and to Christy Johnson. She's a former professional skier. They have a ministry and Victorious Living. And I got connected. You talk about just the connections. Like, and I told two of my coaching clients today, shout out to Jody and Kim. I won't say their last names, but shout out to them. I told them, I said, it's insane to me. It's hard for me to believe that for somebody who doesn't believe in God or have a, a faith system, like that, to not believe that it's not all interconnected. Because I ended up coaching somebody years ago. Her name is Belinda. Shout out to Belinda who then introduced me to Christy, who has the ministry. She goes into prisons and speaks and has a magazine. 
they ended up helping me write my testimony in that magazine to go over, I think, 1,500 or 15,000 prisons all over the country. And the, the copies then get passed and passed and passed. And so I, I was on the cover of their magazine. Holy wow. Thank you, God. And because of that, I had been talking to them for years about my desire to go into prisons. And bless this man's heart, Pat Avery, who works for her. They never let me forget it. And over the past six, eight months, it took me a little bit of time because I was busy and I, woo, yeah, but I got my pen, which you have to have your pen to go into prisons and you have to be, as Pat would say, it's, it's easy to break a, a law and go to prison or go to jail, but it's very hard to get into prisons, to work into prisons, to do ministry into prisons. And so I, I had to go through that process and I got my pen and finally came the day where they invited me to Marion Correctional Facility and under the ministry of a gentleman named Blaine and Kim. And they have this ministry and I learned about it. Um, I didn't know much about it going in. Uh, I landed yesterday from my, last night late, from my father-in-law's funeral, which, you know, when somebody passes away, my gracious, and, and 600, 500 people show up you just say, wow, uh, this man was loved and, and he did a lot for people and he was so honored and so loved in his life. So um, may you rest in peace and power, Bill Rohe, and we know that you are in heaven. So I, I land last night and I get ready to come today and two of my friends from, uh, from, from my church who have become my friends in CrossFit were going to come with me. And I'm going to shout them out here too. Audrey and Maria were going to come with me. And at the last minute, we recognized because they did not have their pens and those things that they were not going to be able to come. Well, um, it was that and some timing issues. And so this morning, the devil tried to throw me off my game. And I said this in an Instagram live earlier, and I've said it before, and I'll, I'll share it again. And that is that the enemy, man, he, every time that I'm about to do something, every time I'm about to speak, every time I'm about to do something, walking in my calling, he will throw a wrench in the train. He will throw a flat tire, a delayed flight, a money acting funny, a somebody be mean to me, a something fell through you, a se- something, right? Timing, something to see if I'll quit, to see if I'll, I'll, I'll not go, to see if I will um, not be used properly the way God wants to use me. And so that happened this morning and, um, and we found out that we're going to be able to go, but these two friends, y'all have to just like so many lessons in this podcast. These two friends, these two friends were going to ride with me just for support. Two and a half hours there, sit in the parking lot for two hours while I went in and two and a half hours back just for support. These women were going to do that. Now, I did not end up letting them because I was able to compose myself, pray through it, and and I was okay. But that's what they were going to do for me. And I apologize for the road noise. It's as, as authentic as I can be. And that's why you tell me you listen to this podcast for, for authenticity. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that. So anyway, that happened this morning. I get myself together up right on time. It's two and a half hours away. Dare I say I was always, almost going to be late um, because I've been away for six days and I was doing the best I could to get here and got behind some traffic and those things. But landed just at the right time in my car. I said landed. Drove it just at the right time. And you can't have your phone. You can have, I could have nothing but a Bible, a pen, and my ID. 
I actually had my stuff on me, my little wallet, my purse, and I had to turn that back to the car because you can't have it. I had to take off my shoes. I had to give up my ID and get a panic button. Um, and explaining everything, I want you to walk through visually with me what happened. You get a panic button and you get a, a lanyard. And if anything were to happen, you hit that panic button. And so they took off my shoes. They took everything. You know, they wanded me, all of those things. They let you know it's a, I believe it's a felony, I think they said, if you're bringing contraband or, uh, or any of those things. And so they verbally let you know that. And you go in and, and I'm not going to lie. I have never been in a prison uh, before. And so you walk inside the, the two sets of doors and then you're inside the prison grounds and there's barbed wire everywhere. And the men are having to walk one by one, but there are men all over the place. And I'm, I'm with the uh, program director there and then the gentleman, Pat Avery, that brought me. And I was a little nervous. Uh, I'm a woman in a men's correctional facility. In a men's correctional facility, y'all. And so my heart was beating fast. I I was wanting to be used. Wanting to be used. And just wanting to walk out what I needed to do. And then also, I'm tired. I, I've had a whirlwind week um, of traveling and laying people to rest and a lot of emotions and speaking and outrunning a hurricane and all of the things. And being at my mom's house. Um, my departed mother's house. So just flying and here and there and everywhere. Um, but I hope, with that said, I hope that uh, your Labor Day was awesome. I hope that you got to watch some college football. I got to watch a little bit here and there. I hope you got rest. I hope you didn't work on Labor Day. I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. That's what I want for you. But I, I wanted this. I, I wanted this. I remember asking my husband, not last Christmas, but the Christmas before, as we were about to be married, because um, we're coming up on two years. Whoop, whoop. And I asked him, are you okay if I tell the rest of the parts of my story? And the part that was in my book where I talk about addiction. And I said, I, I feel like God wants to use me. That's what I feel, Christopher. And he said, I give you my blessing. And I said, I, I feel, I feel called to the least of these. And, and people in prison are certainly the victim of their, uh, I would say not the victim. They are there because of their own, the, their own consequences, their own actions, but they're the least in my heart. They're the least of these. And, um, so I go in and I'm nervous. I'm like this, you know, my heart's pounding fast. I'm walking in, but I was on the outside and then I kind of just made my way to the inside because the people that I was speaking to, the 202, they are part of what they call the, the, the F building or the F wing, and that's the faith wing. And that is a program that I'm learning from Blaine, and I'm going to learn more and share with you more. It's a program. There's classes. It's a mandatory service. There are a lot of faith-based people there in this program, but there are some that are atheists, that are believe different religions, that have, they're satanic. They believe different things because you want to reach other people and not just people who profess to believe in God. And so, um, but all in all, there is a level of you want to get to this wing, you want to get to this F wing. There's a safety there. There is a, a brotherhood there. And if you notice me kind of tripping over my words, I'm new to this. I'm new. I'm new to prisons. I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. I'm, I hope I am. I hope I am. But I'm learning because I've never been here. 
And um, so I walk in the building and y'all, there's prisoners and some are there for life and some are there for all sorts of offenses, sexual crimes, men who have committed crimes uh, at all ranges and ages, um, all time frames, all different kind of sentences, all ranges and the crimes. But I walk in and there's a prison band and they're playing and they're playing praise music. And it's beautiful. There's a man on the guitar and the bass and there's a guy running the computer and a guy running the sound system and, and a guy singing and, and the, like I said, the piano and all these things. And they, and they were beautiful and they were using their talents and their gifts. And uh, so I brought in bracelets. I brought in my, I'm changing the narrative bracelets, say hashtag mental health, hashtag I'm changing the narrative. And I brought them in and then they had had magazines, two back, two uh, boxes of magazines of when I was on the cover for a couple of years back. So they brought those in as well. And we did a, uh, um, a song or two of praise and worship. And then they allowed me to speak. And y'all, I'm always amazed at this. I'm, I'm still yeah. amazed at this seven years later without changing the narrative that people don't ask me for notes, that people allow me to speak my heart, that people trust me. And trust is such a huge thing. People trust you, thank them. If they trust you with their children, with their company, with their job, with their love, with their life, with their friendship, thank them. Thank you for trusting me to be in your life. Trust is such a beautiful thing. And if you're taking notes, uh, I had some feedback on the podcast here and said, I love one of the things that you do. You teach and then you remind people. So your first thing is, if you're part of a small town and you need some revitalization, man, get in touch with Shelly with Tumka chamber of commerce and then secondarily book a weekend to wetumpka book a week to wetumpka it's so amazing and listen to the last podcast because i talk about some of the places you should go and things you should do um but also i would say in this story right now don't be afraid to not know what to say don't be afraid to i didn't say it perfectly i don't know this is new to me don't be afraid to try something new your next bullet point. Don't be afraid to try something new, Joy Starter. And um, if you know you're called to it, just keep after it. That's a lesson I learned and getting my pen and getting signed up for this. And and also that my gracious, there's a God. There's a God who's connecting it all. I could never see. I could never see when I met Belinda and I coached her that she would introduce me to Christy and then that I would be in a magazine that would go into prisons. And then my, that God would open up my heart to the least of these. And that then I would speak in prison two or three years later. And that I'm going to go back and speak in more prison. In more prison. I could never see it, y'all. I could never see it, but God could see it. And it's all interconnected. You're good, you're bad, you're happy, you're sad. Everybody you meet, it is interconnected. And I've told so many stories. Y'all have heard the stories on the podcast on the plane of being People I meet, things I do, and it's just unreal. So we go in, they play a song, I start speaking. And I told them, like I tell so many people I speak to, don't be quiet. If you want to hoop, you want to holler, you want to woohoo, you want to clap, you want to do any of the things, do it. And they did. And I've told them so many things. But I talked about talked about their ancestors. And I've been teaching on this lately because I have a shirt in the store. And if you haven't visited our store, go to imchangingthenarrative.org or rachelbarbeau.com and hit the store. Grab your shirts, grab your stickers, grab your sayings. And if you're in the Joy Starters Club, you've got um, some surprises coming from the store coming up here soon for your quarterly gift. 
If you haven't joined, we're about to start meetings back up. I'm about to start bringing other people to the Joy Starters Club that are smart and amazing and be able to teach and pour in. And you get monthly text and challenges. You get a journal. You get lots of things. You get lots of things. And so, but the shirt says, I'm the product of my ancestors' prayers and dreams. And gosh gracious, have you thought about this? Have you even pondered this? What your ancestors went through for you to even be alive today? Can I get a woo woo? That is powerful. They likely went through slavery or land displacement or famine or job loss or war or any of these things just for you to be alive today. The grit and the hustle and the wherewithal for them to be alive, for them to to survive, for you to be alive is is insane, right? And so we talked about their ancestors and, and how much they survived for them to be alive. And if they're still breathing, there is still time. That the enemy will tell these men that you're used up, you're washed up, you're a criminal, you're a piece of crap, you're garbage, you're all of these things. And I just don't believe that. I believe that anybody, as long as you're breathing, is redeemable. I do believe that you're not free of the consequence of your actions, i.e. I, they are in jail. But I do believe that anybody is redeemable in the name of Jesus. I do believe that. And so we then talked about, we talked about the ancestors all the way back, but we talked about their 10 generations forward. Ask them to raise their hands. Lots of lessons in between, but these are some of the highlights. Ask them to raise their hands if they had kids. Ask them if they wanted their kids to repeat the same pattern they did. Heck no, heck no. How do we change that? If your children aren't talking to you, if your wife isn't talking to you, if your mom isn't talking to you, how about the people that you perpetrated the crime against? Could you ask them for forgiveness? Could you write a letter? Could you tell them the work that you're doing, the classes you're in, that you're in the F uh, wing and that you're the faith wing and you're doing these things? And I said, sometimes, sometimes you have to keep apologizing. You have to keep saying it. You may not, your apology may not be received right now. It may not be received. It may not plant. It may not take hold till years later. And even then, you're not responsible for somebody's reaction to your apology. Okay. Do you be genuinely sorry? What you're responsible for is, is genuinely being sorry and contrite and changing your life and being a different person. And so we talked about that. And I said, what if you told your kids? Not just that you were sorry for perpetrating this crime and changing their life and and putting a stain and a scar on their life. What if you told them, this is why I did what I did, but this is also why I did what I did because I didn't arrive broken. I didn't arrive broken. And there were things that contributed to who I was as a criminal and to acts that I perpetrated, not excuses, that made me who I was and made me broken. Maybe it was molestation when they were little. Maybe it was rape. Maybe it was introducing to drugs. Maybe it was generational poverty or drug addiction or alcohol abuse. I don't know, but we didn't arrive broken. And so what I empowered them to do and inquired and, and, and pleaded with them to do was to tell their kids and, and, and to deal with the unforgiveness in their heart for themselves and for other people. Who do they need to forgive? Who do they uh, need to ask for forgiveness? I talked to them about being a king. Yes about prisoners being a king because boy, we are all redeemable. I've done things in my life that I so wish I wouldn't have. But by the grace of God, I am redeemed. How can I not go into a prison and tell men 
and women that have warehouses and wherever I go in the future and other prisons that you too can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We talked about the thief on the cross and how he didn't get to raise his hands because he could and how he didn't get to do good works or live a life of faith and service. But he said, I want to be with you today. And I'm sorry, God, take me with you. I believe in you. And he said, you shall be with me in paradise. That doesn't rack up with some people's religious theology. See, I'm not about religion. I'm about relationship. And that's what I told them. It's about relationship that Jesus is my Abba Father, my my provider, my healer, was my husband, my everything, my Papa God, my all the things, right? And so, woo, boy, you feel me come alive now? It was, it was, it was unreal. And then we did an altar call. We did an altar call for those that want to draw a line in the sand, that didn't know God, that wanted to come to him for the first time. And, and a couple of men stood up and I just bawled, y'all, no cameras. Well, actually, one woman had a camera, but they've got to turn it into the correctional facility and then get it back weeks later once they make sure there was nothing bad on the camera. It's, it's legit. You know, it's a prison. It's a correctional facility. So I'll be able to share pictures in the future. We did this altar call, and then there's these two pastors next to me. Who am I, y'all? Am I that get to go in and share my story? I'm just so humbled. So I handed the mic off to the pastors. They said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I want you to be able to finish it the way you want to finish it after this altar call. We, and so they brought more people up there, and um, they said, anybody wants to pray for their kids, that wants their kids to not live the same way. And I talked to them also about your pain for purpose, that your story doesn't have to be bitter. Your story doesn't have to end here that you just screwed up your life. You can get the degree. You can go to the classes. You can change your life. You can be in the prison band. You can't birth the movement. You can write a book. You can do these things because the minister director, y'all, the director was in prison himself or was, excuse me, I should say, had charges himself for attempted murder. And he turned his life around, has now been doing this prison ministry for 18 years. So what's my lesson here today in this story and taking you there and just leaving there and just wow, 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 is that you're never too far gone when you can use your pain for purpose and that 10 generations back, you think about what they survived for you to be alive today, 10 generations forward, how you want your children's 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 children to be different. Man, that's powerful. It's powerful. Just like what happened tonight. You can't hug. I'm a woman there. I'm in a men's correctional facility, but you can fist buff. And I gave them those bracelets, 202 bracelets. And they're going to wear it with pride. And to think that they'll look down on their wrist and think I'm a king. I'm a king because God loves me. I'm a king because I'm not my, I'm not my sin. I'm not my crime. I'm a child of God. And yes, I'm here because of my actions and I have to serve my time as I should. But I'm going to rehabilitate my life. I'm going to make something better. I'm going to explain to my children, not just that I'm sorry, but here's how I ended up there. So maybe you don't end up in the same traps. So how do you take that listening to this podcast when you're not in prison? Maybe you talk to your children about about that. Maybe you talk to your children about, hey, this is what happened. This is, and I, I mentioned my amazing friends, Kim and Jody earlier. And, and I was sharing with them a lesson on how to not just not repeat a mistake, but explain what was going on with mom or explain what was going on with me when I arrived there and what happened. 
And that way we pass our lessons down. We articulate our lessons because not everybody, we, we just think sometimes we think that people are just supposed to get it. They should get it. They should know right from right and wrong from wrong. No good love. No to help me when I'm struggling with something. No, but if somebody didn't teach you, you don't know that. Or you saw bad love. Or you saw your mom or dad struggle with this thing. If they don't articulate their lessons on how to do better, then a lot of times your kids are going to repeat the same generational patterns. Articulate your lessons. Articulate your lessons. So I am driving home now. I will go back into prisons. I have cried my eyeballs out. I have wept. They prayed over me. They turned around the pastor when I gave him the microphone. And we prayed the prayer of salvation. We prayed over, I prayed over their children. I prayed over every hope and dream that they had. I had men come up and tell me that they were going to birth it, that they, I came to, to tell them that they were going to birth it. I had a man come up and tell me he was getting out 22 days. And that what I'd said to him had impacted his souls. And another man, I won't say their names, asked me to pray for him. And I could see his face. And I'll pray for him. Both those men and all those men. So if you're a prayer person or a positive thought or whatever you are, send up a prayer for the men, all the men there. But a specific prayer for these men that were in that room tonight. May they carry it. May they believe it. May they know it. May they know they're more than their crimes and more than their sins. And uh, yeah, man, yeah. And I want to go into prisons again. I want to, I want to share. I want to help. This ministry is so great. They have coaches and classes, and they have a life coach, and they have somebody walks through with you when you get out, and they really support you. And there needs to be more like it. And I'm going to be sharing in the future ways to be able to get involved and and support them. Uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful for each one of you. I'm grateful that you listen to this podcast. I'm grateful that you want to go along on these crazy, beautiful stories and that you want to hear these things that I have to say and these places that I'm going and hear me stumble over my words and not have words and probably not be eloquent, but be exhausted with passion. That's what I want for you. I want you to articulate your lessons. I want you to go to a small town. I want you to revitalize your small town. Go to Wetumpka. I want you to articulate your lessons, to share them. I want you to share with your family, right? To use your pain for purpose. I want you to be exhausted with passion. Those are my nuggets today. Those are the things that I want to leave with you. I love you, Joy Starter. I'm so grateful for you. Please, please, please remember to like, subscribe, and share. The greatest thing you can do for me as we produce these now weekly for you is share this on your social media. Tag me, share it so I can reshare it. Tell me your favorite parts. Leave a review. Leave five stars if you like me. Um, and share it with a friend. Text it to a friend. Text it to your group text, your church text. Speaking in churches more now. Talk to your church about me, not bringing me in. Do a small group with a book, y'all. It continues, continues to be um, a hit with so many people. And I'm so grateful. I, I went and read Goodreads last night. And thought, I'll never take this for granted. Complete strangers reviewing my book. Just insanity. You can get it wherever books are sold. I love you guys. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am going to be coaching again. I have coached for years and years. 
Years ago, I coached sportscasters 40 in seven years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. And we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program, August 15th. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP. and You're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP and that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys and I'm so thankful for you.